over the fangirls. I like that. <laughs> and then cracking a... That's kind of awesome. Damn it! Alright, we can't fuck this one up. Okay. Alright, ready? We're the fangirls. Ready, set, go. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. <laughs> That's a little bit of what we like to call Alzheimer's humor. Oh, God damn it. We're getting Alzheimer's humor. <laughs> no, it's not funny. I'm sorry. We're just diving into the flavor of the episode, which <laughs> is very heavily related to Alzheimer's. It is. It is. I suppose I should say hello. Hi. Hey. How are you? I hope you're doing better than us. Because we aren't doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Devin Rocket. I'm Emily Clark. And we're the, the Fangirls. Ah. Thanks for joining us Thanks today. for listening. So if you don't know who we are, we're a horror movie review comedy podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay? Don't forget the comedy because we're so funny according to us. Yes. Um, we are not genre buffs. No. We are not film critics. No. We know nothing of the sort. And we are that also fucking true. stupid. <laughs> we're so fucking stupid. We are so fucking stupid. Um, if I had to describe us. What would you say? I would say, like, instead, we're just two basic-ass bitches that go to Target the day after Valentine's Day to buy mm -hmm. up all of the discount candy, including that gigantic heart-shaped box of chocolates that you've been wanting since you were four years old, just to set it up as a decor piece in your house to pretend that someone loves you so much that they bought you $20 worth of shitty chocolate. Mm. And we also love to watch scary movies. <laughs> we get very scared mm -hmm. by them. Mm -hmm. And we love to come back here and talk about them with, with you. Oh, that's so valid. Okay. Okay. So. Hey, hi. Here we go. We're going to jump right into it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I really hope I can say this story really well, but. What are we watching? Okay, so we decided to just ruin our lives this week. Of course. Which is what we always want. So we decided to watch The Taking of Deborah Logan. The Taking of Debbie Logue. Debbie Logue. <laughs> um, I have heard so many great things about this movie. I knew it was going to be super scary. I've heard a lot about this movie. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect from this movie. I'm so sorry. I just picked a zit and it's bleeding, so don't look at it. <laughs> no, that's like so on brand. It's so metal. I'm like, the blood run down, dude. Every like two seconds, I'm licking the blood off oh, my you're zit. You're so nasty. This movie did slap our asses. Spoiler alert. We you know us. It. it was so scary. It is so fucking scary. So we decided to watch this movie. So this kind of inspired this intro mm -hmm. so um if you didn't know this movie is a little bit in it's well, not bleeding so if you stop it touching is okay thank you it's really looking not out for it's my really bleeding not, yeah. <laughs> i should not have done that um so if you've never seen this movie heard of this movie there is definitely definitely like an alzheimer vibe about it mm -hmm. not vibe like not that no, alzheimer's storyline yes that's a story <laughs> alzheimer's line. is such a vibe <laughs> i'm like alzheimer's vibing no that's not <laughs> so i thought and we thought that mm -hmm. we would talk a little bit about alzheimer's and i found a little i think it's a creepy pasta but i also think it might be a little bit true Ooh, so i don't know okay. it's a little creepy story okay so first i wanted to bring up a little bit about Alzheimer's awareness yeah. because it's very important. I've actually had two aunts 
um that what experienced alzheimer's nightmare it's a horrifying nightmare. horrifying disease oh my gosh well it's so hard because it's like hard, uh, not to speak for any alzheimer's patients or anyone right. that is suffering from the disease but it's almost harder for the families than the person which is interesting because that's a lot of the standpoint of this movie yeah that we're about to watch yeah that we did watch yeah it's so true because i remember going through it with my family and it's it's hard. It's gruesome. Like you see the worst of people, but you know, it's not their yeah. reality and mm -hmm. it's just really, really hard. So I think that people that have experienced this in their families and such, they can relate to it. But I wanted to give everyone just a little bit of back, like quick background on Alzheimer's and what kind of mm -hmm. the disease is, because I think it's easy to just like say Alzheimer's and just be like, oh yeah, I think I know what that is. Like people forget but it's actually a lot more than that because like people different like dementia and Alzheimer's are different. I won't get into it, but 60 to 80% of Alzheimer's cases make up for dementia cases. If that makes any sense. Does okay. that make any sense? So, so when like, people have dementia, they probably have Alzheimer's. Yeah. 60 to 80% okay. of people that have dementia have Alzheimer's typically, okay. typically. Okay. Um, so Alzheimer's is actually a degenerative, a degenerative brain disease that is caused by complex brain changes following cell damage. And this cell damage occurs when proteins and fibers in your brain build up and blocks nerve signals and that destroys the nerves. It typically starts in like your learning center of your brain. So you start forgetting like short-term memory stuff first and then it keeps growing. Alzheimer's patients typically experience... Uh, a dementia that gradually gets worse over time and it starts with trouble remembering new information and then it progresses to things like disorientation confusion and changes in behavior and personality like they get aggressive or like change completely into personality huh. and then it escalates to things like they forget how to swallow talk and walk Ugh. which is horrifying like i remember Ugh. one of my aunts like she couldn't talk she's like blah, 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 blah. and that sounds like i'm not making fun of it like that like she was literally jumbling words like just talk yeah, like what babbling a nightmare because i wonder what was happening in her brain where she was like yeah trying to say something and it was coming out right however well, and like the i think one of the things that i read that was so scary to me is like you can't see differences in colors and you can't see like people like like movement in the rooms and things like that and you start experiencing like really horrifying hallucinations at points when your I nerves start it, dying yeah. and so it's like it's a really scary disease like it although you think people are just forgetting and they're experiencing mm -hmm. dementia like people they're most likely it's not proven and it can't be proven but these patients are experiencing like really traumatizing and scary situations which yeah. is so sad um and currently there are no cures mm -hmm. for Alzheimer's, which is just horrifying. It, I, I don't like this at all. But this kind of brought me into the Reddit world. Yeah. This is a public forum, if you've never heard of it. And I think that I've seen a lot of really scary movies. I've seen a lot of creepypastas, a lot of scary stories about things revolving around Alzheimer's. And I was like, okay, like I found this post. It was... Uh, put up four years ago by someone named Nick Bodick on Reddit. So I'm going to read this little spook to you. Okay. I live in a higher-end four-family apartment building. There are two units on each side in a large common area in the middle that connects to a closed backyard. 
It's quite a nice place. My girlfriend and I moved here about six months ago. Our neighbors are very nice people. We are in one, unit one. A young man and his wife live across the hall in unit two, and a woman and her son live above us in unit three, and a cliche mother, father, son, daughter family live in unit four. About a week and a half ago, while in the hallway, we bumped into the young couple from next door, Anna and Matt, and they informed us that Anna's mother was going to be staying with them for a few days. Her brother was in the process of getting her into a nursing home and had received an offer too good to pass up when selling her home and was unable to take her in during the interim. They were letting us know because her mother has severe dementia and Alzheimer's and is prone to sneaking out and walking around. They assured us that they were taking every precaution and that there should not be an issue, but they just wanted to let us know as a courtesy, which we appreciated. We said that she would definitely be in the safest place as the only exit from our apartment without a key is the front door and the rest of the place is enclosed. We went about our business and all but forgot about the brief conversation until a few nights ago. Our bedroom is in the back of our apartment and one of the windows faces the common area or courtyard. I was asleep facing away from the window. Something woke me up. I'm not sure if it was tapping on the window or a rustling on the, of leaves or what, but I rolled over and jumped up in bed. Our blinds were drawn, but turned just a bit so one could barely see outside. And there was an old woman standing at our window, arms at her sides, just peering in. The woman was tall, thin, and her hair was pure white and her hair was pure white and wild. And her eyes, the whites of her eyes, seemed to glow in the darkness. Ew. It seemed as though she was staring directly at me, through me even. I met her gaze for a few seconds before snapping out of it and quickly turning over to nudge my wife awake. She woke, and when I looked back, the woman was gone. Kimmy mumbled something incoherent and fell back asleep. I got out of bed and went to the window, looking up to see if I would spot the woman wandering around. I saw no one. I went to the living room to look out the window, and again, nothing. I then heard the door across the hall open and close, so I figured the problem had rectified itself. The next day, I happened to see Matt outside and asked if his mother-in-law had made it back inside safely last night, to which he replied, Yeah, she managed to sneak out of the house for a second, but we got her. Sorry if she was a bother. I said she was no bother and figured that, that was the last of it. That night, around 3 a.m., Kimmy woke me up and said it sounded like someone was in our apartment. I jumped out of bed to go check it out. Walking cautiously down the hallway, before crossing the threshold into the living room, I stopped to listen for anything. Maybe get some idea of where the intruder might be. I heard something rustling toward the kitchen, which is to the left, around the corner. It sounded like drawers were being opened and closed rapidly. I braced myself and turned the, turned the corner, flicking the lights on. I looked around and there was no one there. I looked all over the apartment and didn't see anyone. Then I happened to look out the window and in the middle of the courtyard was Anna's mother, standing there, staring at me. It thoroughly creeped me out. Once again, I looked away for what seemed like only one split second, and then I looked back, and she was gone. I ended up assuring Kimmy that we were safe, and we both fell back asleep. The next morning, Kimmy and I decided to go out for breakfast. As we stepped out of the front door, I looked down, and there was a wooden mixing spoon at our doorstep. It thoroughly freaked me out, but the logical explanation is that Anna's mother had tossed it out of the door or something. It didn't really make sense to me, but it was more plausible than anything else, as nothing from our kitchen was missing, as far as I could tell. It was, uh, it was after noticing the wooden spoon that we heard Anna and Matt arguing through their door. 
all we really could make out without trying to totally eavesdrop was we have to figure out a better way to keep her here at night. We can't stay up all night just because she does. We have to make sure that she knows that the hallway isn't just one to wander in. And so it was confirmed. She had been, indeed been in the hallway the night before. She had probably just ambiguous. Wait, what is the word? Ambiguity. Ambiguity. Ambiguously. How do I say? Ambiguity. Ambiguously. 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 Because it can be ambiguous. That's wrong. Okay, I'll just skip that. Yeah. She probably just thought that the wooden spoon needed to be placed at her doorstep, and the sound we were hearing was coming from the outside of our, our apartment. <laughs> that night came, and I again woke up. As it was nearly 4 a.m., it was quite dark in our appoint- appointment. Why do I keep wanting to say appointment? In our <laughs> ambiguous appointment. <laughs> appointment. Appointment. <laughs> the night came, and I again woke up. It was nearly 4 a.m. It was quite dark in our apartment. Our door was partially open, and I looked to it, and my heart sank into my stomach. I could have sworn I saw a silhouette of Anna's mother standing at our door. I nearly screamed. Instead, I reached over to turn on the light, and when I did, of course, no one was there. I quickly got up and searched the house. There was no one. Then I happened to look out the window that faces the front yard, and there she was, wild white hair and all. I was relatively sure that that silhouette I had seen in the hallway was part of a nightmare. Clearly, this woman only went into the hallway and outside. Each night, I had checked the locks on the door and windows, and they were all secure. The next day, I caught Anna outside and asked how it had been going with her mother. Not to my surprise, she said that she had gotten out a few times, and it's been difficult, but her brother had a place lined up that she would be going to soon. That night, once again, Kimmy and I were both woken up. This time, it was a scratching sound. I got up to check it out. It was coming from the door to our apartment. I went and looked through the peephole and jumped back when I saw on the other side. It was a close-up face of Anna's mother, who was standing directly in front of our door, staring into the peephole. It creeped me out thinking that I was only one and a half inches uh, separated from her. Now, prepared for what I was going to be looking at, I looked back through the peephole, and she was standing there, moving her fingernails up and down our door. I quietly said, Miss Mullen, I think you should go back to your house now and go to bed. It's late, and we're trying to sleep. To my surprise, she ceased the scratching and just stood there for a few seconds, staring through the other side of the peephole, and then backed away, but keeping her gaze toward the door. It was like I could feel her looking through me. Once she turned around... I went back to bed, satisfied with resolving that situation. Then, yesterday afternoon, there was a knock on the door. It was Anna and another man I didn't recognize. She introduced him as her brother, Alex. They thanked me for being so patient with their mother, who was very sorry if she had caused any disturbance, as they know that the stairs in the hallway can be particularly loud at night. I, of course, said it was no problem, even though I'd never heard her on the stairs. Even so, they explained that she insisted on giving us some cookies she'd baked. I gladly accepted, and Alex went and got their mother. The woman he came out with was small and frail with short brown hair. She was absolutely not the woman I had been seeing the last few nights. I was at a loss for words. This little old lady walked up to me with a plate of cookies and said, Thank you for being so understanding, young man. I stammered out, No problem. And I closed the door, unsure of what was going on. I watched them 
get their mother into Alex's car and take her away to her nursing ew. home. I will not be sleeping tonight. That was ew. the story. Ew, 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 ew. Under her hoodie, <laughs> she has pulled her her hood up over her head. <laughs> I don't like that. Isn't that creepy? Ew! I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Who were they seeing? I don't know. Who were they seeing? Deborah Logan. Oh my ah! god, Debbie. Debbie. DL. She got to keep it on the DL. Got to keep it on the DL, Deb. Uh, I just thought that was kind of creepy. I like that. A cute little like appetizer to our main course. <laughs> Ew! I love it. Uh, I do too. So, um, really quick, obviously we're watching the taking of Deborah Logan. This came out in 2014. We've done 2014. We said last week we did 2013. 13, now we moved up a year. 2014. We've done now four times. <laughs> um, Tell me something new. So yeah, the director is Adam Robitaille. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a little, a little new spin. Okay. <laughs> I tried to see what I could dig up. And yeah. this is what I could find. Okay. Here we go. The most bizarre things that happened in 2014. Some information I got from uh, Buzz, a BuzzFeed article by John Primoche. Okay. So, um, a German man named Oliver Stromfel sets a new world record for carrying as many one-liter beer mugs over a distance of 40 meters, which is 131 feet. <laughs> I don't know how many he did, but I just... 140 beer mugs over 131 feet. No, he just carried as many one liter beer mugs over 131 feet. But how many? I think it was like 25 or 30. I wonder how heavy that is. That's got it. I mean... Because I'm like, I would be out of breath. Mm -hmm. I will not say like I wouldn't, but I'm also like... Is it that hard? Well, can you? I can't even walk 131 feet without being out of breath. Oh, stop. Yes, you can. <laughs> I live in altitude, baby. <laughs> so that was a weird thing that happened. Um, some man named Ni Yongbing inflates tires with his nose while people are standing on them in Sichuan. That's impressive. So he ended up inflating four tires with the weights of eight adults in 21 minutes. Damn, strong nostrils. Strong. That would explode my brain. German pianist Stefan Aaron plays an orange piano on a flying carpet platform that was suspended from a helicopter. Okay. That's on. President Barack Obama shakes a Denver man's hand in which was wearing a horse mask and he got scared. There's like a whole picture. I don't remember this. I don't either. I'm like, fuck you, Denver. Why do you have to Ew, be so that's weird? That's so embarrassing. <laughs> so Maybe much. it was a Broncos thing, but I still hate it. Um, the world's shortest man, Emily Clark, and the <laughs> man's the world's tallest man, Devin Rocket. Um, they met on the Guinness World Records Day in London. That's cute, and I bet we looked adorable. Together. Yeah, you were one nine at the time, and I was eight three. <laughs> and by that I mean his name is. Chandra Bahadur Dangi, who is 1'9", the shortest man, and Sultan Kosen, who is 8'3". 8'3". 8'3". Put that in your hinge bio, baby. Oh, I'm swiping <laughs> so hard. A Dutch artist, Bart Jansen, turns his dead cat into a drone. Ew. It's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my Ew. life. We're getting back into, like, pop culture. 
weird things that happened. Huh. John Travolta messes up Adina Menzel's. Did Adela I already say this? Dizzy. Adela Dizzy. <laughs> I think I might have already said this before. If I was a so drag funny. queen, that would be my name. Adela Dizzy. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> um, Courtney Love claims to have found the missing Malaysian plane in the ocean. Okay. It's literally Bold. a picture of just water, and she's, like, circling things that are literally nothing. Oh, shut up. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. A man named Zach Brown of Columbus, Ohio, raised $55,000 on Kickstarter to make potato salad. Interesting. Um, Urban Outfitter sells a bloodstained Kent State sweatshirt having seemingly zero taste for the shooting that happened in 1970. I remember that. That was so fucked up. The video emerged of Solange beating the absolute shit out of Jay-Z in the elevator. I love that. Kim Kardashian tries to quote unquote break the internet. I don't think she broke it. Champagne. Yep. Champagne butthole. Angelina Jolie marries Brad Pitt in a wedding dress that has been scribbled on by their kids. I hate kids. That is so gross. That is so gross. Yeah. But here are some of the weirdest headlines, like news headlines, article headlines of that year is pilot's arm falls off while flying a plane. Drunk driver busted by parrot. Man fights off shark, stitches his leg up, and goes to a pub. Guess the country. Australia. Close, New Zealand. Ah, damn it. (laughs) China performs cavity searches on 10,000 pigeons, and I thought this was like a cavity, like a dentist appointment. It's a butthole thing. (laughs) Sewer blocked by Big Poo, but it was actually just a Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal. The last one is World's Dirtiest Man Smokes Poop. What the fuck is this? I don't like that. <laughs> Why? And I want to ask for more information, but I, I, don't, have, I, I don't know. I don't have more information, but I do want to play on a little bit of your last thing with Justin Bieber. So what was happening with Justin Bieber yeah. this year? Oh, well, he was arrested in Miami and charged with driving under the influence, resisting arrest, and then driving with an expired license. Okay, so cute. That's God, what he was doing. He had doing. a rough couple years there. Yeah. And so that is 2014, a little shit show of okay. I am here to give you a quick synopsis <laughs> of the taking of Deborah Logan. Warning, there will be spoilers. Ooh, ooh, so if you've ooh. never seen this movie, I would highly suggest you go watch it. Um, you pause this pod right now, but then you come back afterwards please. and listen to what we have to say. But like, please come back. Please come back. Um, but it is actually a very scary movie, so I definitely recommend it. It's a fucking slapper. So we start off and we have kind of your classic setup that says this is a mix of someone making a documentary and then like medical footage, crime scene footage, like a mix of all three. Mm -hmm. So we're in a found footage territory. You're right. Um, So just to like set us up, we have documentary maker. Her name is Mia and she is going to film Alzheimer's patient, Deborah and um, her daughter, Sarah, who's her caretaker. So pretty much Mia has come to the house. She has two of her like crew with her. So Louise and Gavin, Mm -hmm. those are her guys. Louise is mostly like the camera guy. Yeah. Um, 
but they're pretty much here to make this documentary. Um, they get to the house and the mom, Deborah, is a little bit like nervous about being exploited. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of having second thoughts once they get there. Um, so we see a little bit of a conversation where Deborah pulls her daughter, Sarah, aside to have a chat with her about what's going on. And we get the vibe that like Sarah is having trouble making ends meet, like supporting mm -hmm. her, like trying to support her mom through this illness. Mm -hmm. And um, the like agreeing to be in the movie is like having some sort of compensation that's going to help them out a little bit. Yeah. Deborah ultimately is like, okay, we'll do this. Mm -hmm. I get like you're struggling, whatever. So she is showing the filmmakers around the house and like showing them like where they're going to sleep. Um, and you get like a little bit of a vibe of how forgetful she is. Yeah. Um, we learned that Deborah back in the day had a really successful business operating like a switchboard, yeah. which is a little old timey for me to totally understand, but it's something where calls come in and you like direct them to a different person. Yeah. Like that's through, how you like, collect, like connect a line. Like that's like what an operator would do. I yeah. Think? Yeah. Okay. So she like, we're getting a little bit of this backstory of Deborah where one, we see she's very loved very admired by everyone. She was like the single mom and she starts this business and was like pretty successful and like mingling with like pretty important people. And yeah, good for her. Good for her. So they kind of like set her up, like I said, to be very likable. Um, and she's so prim and proper. Like yeah, she is wearing very nice clothes, like always business casual yeah yeah she, that's so true and she is like she's just like a really cute little old lady yeah yeah and not creepy and that's about to change during the days maybe um so i think it's it's um louise is filming and um he is like he sees her out she likes to garden mm -hmm. whatever so he's kind of getting some footage he sees her out in the garden she's bent over something and he's, like, kind of zooming in, and she, like, is picking up this snake in a really creepy way. Disgusting. I said, feels symbolic. Yeah, it does. Um, So he catches her doing that, but then, like, Mia comes up on the other side, and he, like, kind of turns the camera, looks at Mia, and, like, turns back, and, like, she's Deborah's right there. right there. And she's, like, lunchtime, whatever. They go in the house. Um, so just kind of moving forward in the plot a little bit. They're setting up cameras all around the house to capture, like, the hallways. Like, every angle of the house is pretty much being filmed now. Like, a paranormal activity, but, yeah. like, before a paranormal but activity. But, like, for Alzheimer's. But, like, we're set up in the house. It's um, nighttime. Mm -hmm. And this is where shit starts to get fucked um, Deborah has this, like, crazy, violent... I don't even know what I would call it, like outbreak, I guess. Yeah. Like she starts going crazy because she thinks someone stole her spade. Mm -hmm. She has this little garden spade and she thinks someone stole it. And for those of you who don't know what a spade is, which I didn't, it's a little tiny it's shovel. It's a little shovel. It's kind of sharp. Yes. Yeah. It's like a little, little handheld shovel. Mm -hmm. um, so she kind of attacks, I think it's Gavin. Like, mm -hmm. you saw my shit. Like, she is great. She actually is really scary. Like, yeah. I, this scene kind of freaked me out. And, like, obviously, everyone in the house is kind of, like, super hyped up. And even Sarah is, like, scared to jump in and be like, yeah. Mom, stop. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's going hard. 
they they're all looking all over for it and they find it in the freezer so they're like okay crazy ass fucking put it in the freezer right and now she's attacking everyone else but they find it and so sarah wants to tell the mom they found it like time to stop being crazy so she walks up to her mom who at this point is just like staring out the window so we come up on her we see her back she's staring out the window um, and she's like whispering something creepy. Like she keeps saying like something like she knows. Yes. She's, yes. Ew. Yeah. She's so creepy at this so point. So scary. And then um, they kind of like go to be like, okay, no, like we found it. It's fine. And like Deborah turns around and like this is so creepy, but she like somehow has like grabbed like the skin on her neck and just like peeled it off. Like I don't know how. I can't explain it other than like this is like a demonic movie. Because no skin would ever come off this way, but it just, like, way too easily peels off. Right. Like, in, like, in elderly patients, their skin tends to, like, tear. Even if you take, like, a Band-Aid off, you can, like, tear their yeah. skin off. So, that, like, elderly people t- tend to have these this fragile skin. So, like, I can see where she could do mm-hmm. that. But it's also, like, why would you ever it's do that It's way to too, like – So, it's aggressive. It's, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like – Ugh, that made me sick. It was I don't disgusting. like that. Disgusting. I don't like that. Okay, so they take her to the hospital, and um, Deborah has like a neurologist, yeah, who is telling Sarah that her disease is progressing like really, really quickly, mm-hmm. and that she's already in like the mid stages of Alzheimer's, which. Sarah kind of has some backlash, like, oh, you told us it was going to be a few more years before we got to this point, and now it's like, here we are. Yeah. She's upset. Um, so they bring Deborah home, and she, like, apologizes to Gavin, like, I'm so sorry I acted that way to you. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, like, back to prim and proper. Yeah. Like, back I to – I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, and, you cute know. little old lady. Yeah. So Deborah has this hobby. She likes to paint. Mm-hmm. Love it. Respect it. I love it. Except you start to see her paintings and there's like a dark figure outside the window. And she was staring at the window earlier. I just to say. So scary. Um, like shit starts to just get like creepy and like they see her like talking to herself in a mirror at one point. Ugh. Um something we learn about Sarah is like she definitely drinks. Yeah. And Mia is framing this as, like, a coping mechanism for, like, dealing with a mom who has Alzheimer's, which, yes, it mm-hmm. very well could be. Um, but just as we learn, like, a little bit more about their relationship, we kind of, like, get the vibe that, like, maybe Deborah's not been that cool. Like, Sarah's a lesbian. And, like, we get the vibe Deborah's not that has not been that supportive. Yeah. So just something to note. I wrote my next note. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> um, it's nighttime again, and Deborah is, like, creeping around the house in her nightgown. I was literally so scared. I did not like this I, imagery at all. I'm saying I hated that. Um, And she's been convinced, like, there's in, an intruder trying to come in through the window. So she's like, wants to, like, nail the window <sighs> shut. And then we just think about her painting. I yeah. know. Something to put together. Yeah. Okay. That's so like a scary thing to do. Like even if like there was – I knew there was nothing out there and someone started kneeling the windows shut. I would – I'd be fucking terrified. I'd be terrified. I hate that. Um, so later that night, like Deborah's been put to bed, but she like gets up in the middle of the night and runs off. Um, 
And like everyone is like realizes they go looking for her and they find her like she's digging furiously, like to the point where like her hands are bleeding. Like Deborah, yes. this little old lady, like her hands are so fucked. Her nails are like they're disgusting. Yeah, bleeding and cracking. And muddy Ugh. and nasty and Gross. dirty. And Mia is like taking care of her as like a medical student, like being so sweet to her, but like Deb's like looking at her like all fucked up. Like like disassociated. Yeah. The film crew has, like, the cameras, like, all hooked up all over the house. So, they're like, let's watch them to see what happened before Mm -hmm. this. And they see this footage of um, Deborah where she is standing at the kitchen counter. She's standing at the kitchen counter. And then all of a sudden, like, in the next frame, she's standing on the kitchen counter. And there's no skips in the tape. Like, it's, like, one second to one second. So, it's, like, she just, like, levitated on the counter. And everyone's, like, freaked out by it. I think Mia's kind of trying to, like, blame it on, like, maybe there was some technological thing. But, like, everyone's, like, no. Yeah, Mia's, like, maybe she pulled a chair over. I'm, like, bitch, where? No. No, no, no. That's at least a 15-second routine. We're going to do some chair dances. Yeah, push it away. (laughs) And then she has the audacity to change the time. No, 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 no. This is the next day. They show Deborah the footage. Like, they kind of set her up for an interview. And she, of course, starts out so prim and proper. But they show her the footage, and she's, like, embarrassed by it, which, yeah. Yeah. I'd be embarrassed, too, if I jumped on top of an entire fucking kitchen counter. I would, too. Um, (laughs) But then she just fucking, like, attacks the camera, like, like, she's, like, getting interviewed, but she's, like, jumps on the camera. Moving forward. They have to take her back to the hospital. She has this, another violent outbreak. Is this a spinal tap? Yeah. Okay. I think it's like a like a bone marrow. Like there's something weird about – I think it's a spinal tap, but I feel like that what was coming out of her needle was bone marrow. And like they have to do that to relieve pressure, I guess. But I don't know why they would do that. Because they take her to the hospital and like I am this no medical was doctor. disgusting. This was horrifying. First of all, her spine is disgusting. Her spine is like three inches out of her back. Literally like a reptilian it's fucking Literally crocodile. me and Devin's dream body type. <laughs> yeah, like, but I am so curious as to what they were doing and why they were doing it. It's like they're performing these tests because she's been doing all this fucked up shit. But I found it like that is kind of like almost like in, even in The Exorcist when they were mm-hmm. doing like the tests on her. And like that's almost the most fucked up part of the movie is yeah. like – this is how they actually do some medical tests. So I thought it was very effective. It's It looked like a spinal tap. I don't know what a spinal tap is. It's exactly that. Like relieving. You milk I think a spine. Relieving, like relieving pressure. That's what I wrote. I wrote so they just spine. milk her spine. I hated that part. I couldn't watch it because I don't like needles at all. I know. That part was gross. <laughs> um, but other things like they notice in the hospital, like she has this whole horrible like scaly rash on her back god damn that is horrible um so they do all these tests and um at one point like she fucking peels the skin on her arm off yeah she's she's making like these really scary noises so like the peeling the skin is like a thing i've seen alzheimer patients like do that picking of the skin like Mm -hmm. my aunt used to do that a lot where they would like pick their skin because they Mm -hmm. weren't sure and like they've like 
but I never saw her rip her skin off like that. So that's a little bit scary. She's peeling it off in chunks that are like a six by four chunk of skin. Like they're <laughs> big. Okay, so her condition is worsening and they are like packaging up things around the house that like she's gonna hurt herself with. Like little figurines, like she's trying to fucking eat them. I can't remember who, one of the filmmakers, but probably Luis, cause he has the camera. But it's these little stinky snake in the house. Mm. Just something to note. I think it was Gavin. He looks through the paintings. Yeah. Uh, was that, that might Gavin? be Louise. I know. He was holding the camera, so it makes me think it was We don't Louise. know who it was. All right. One of the... Honestly, the bros are interchangeable to me. The but, female leads really stand out in this case. Yes. Okay. But they're looking through her paintings, Deborah's paintings. In the attic, right? Mm -hmm. They're up in the attic. It's creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. And in every one of the paintings, you see a dark figure. It starts out in the distance. Mm -hmm. As you look through the paintings, it's a little bit closer. It's a little bit closer mm -hmm. until it's right out the window. Oh, which, like, that was we know Deborah is talking about an intruder through the window. Fucking Deb. Oh, this bitch knew the whole time. So the boys are scared of her. Yeah. The boys are very scared. Um, the cameras, like, around the house, they show her wandering. It starts around 2.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. But there is, like, an old switchboard system in the attic. One of the attics. There's so many attics That's, in this house. It's, it's expansive. <laughs> but there's an old switchboard system up there. And all of a sudden, this, it starts, like, sounding, like, throughout the house. Like, it's making, like, a very alarm noise. I... I would hate to wake up to that at 2.30 oh in the no. morning. I don't like loud noises anyways, so. When Colton's alarm goes off and I'm like offended. in the morning, I'm like and I'm not punching him in the head. <laughs> yeah. But this fucking thing starts like making a noise. Um, yeah. So once again, everyone's looking for Deborah. They find her up in the attic, mm -hmm. naked. Naked baby. Naked baby. <laughs> Working the switchboard like a madman. <laughs> like she's never worked before, baby. She is going all out. And the sounds she's making are definitely demonic at this point. Like, no question. This is not an Alzheimer's give me, patient. Give me your best impression. Oh, I don't know. Like, give me just like a second. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she is like going hard on the switchboard and does something where it like sparks. And like kind of like, push. like it has like a little bit of a reaction. And they like try to calm her down. They call the doctor. The doctor, like the uh, the neurologist comes over and they give her like some sort of sedative. Is that where she was like, you'll be my fifth or something? She starts to say something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they can tell by like the whatever numbers push in the switchboard that she was dialing or like plugging in, I don't yeah, even know yeah. what you would call it, like 337. They do a little bit of research and look in the switch code records for more information, and they find out 337 was like the whatever number of this certain doctor who's like a pediatrician mm. named Dr. Henri Dajardin. Oh. But in they were saying it differently, so it's like, Henri Dahadin, or what were they saying? They were Dahadine. saying Die Hardin. So they were saying like a French first name and then a Spanish last name. They're saying Dahardin, but there's a lot of like references to speaking Fr French yeah, so, later. So I don't know. Yeah, my friend Ashley, she was telling me this because she speaks French and she was saying Dijardin. 
means the gardens. Which, that is interesting. Yeah, I know. And we'll come back she was to telling that. Me that. I was like, <laughs> the gardens. Girl, you just uh, put so much together. Yeah, she is so smart. But I'm going to pronounce it like fucking West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, like, Day Harding. <laughs> Day Harding. <laughs> um, okay, but that's 337 is linked to this person mm-hmm. who's a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I'm guessing actually like a similar age to Deborah, like, yeah, older would be older guy. Now the filmmakers do a little bit of research. They're like, all right, she's mad trying to like dial this guy. What does that mean? Um, so they do some research and they find out that this fucking creep was killing some young mm. girls ritualistically. He like, They found out, like, he had Lou Gehrig's disease, so he was going to die. But he, like, got into some, like, satanic rituals where he had to kill, like, five young girls Mm -hmm. and would, like, achieve immorality, immortality, Mm -hmm. and immorality. Um, (laughs) Both of them. Two birds, one stone. But it appears as if he did not get all five. And then he went missing. Hmm. right like no yeah. one ever saw him it's yeah like, we don't know if he's dead we don't know right whatever right yeah okay. yeah he stopped ki- like there was no other yeah missing girls and no one knows where he went right um okay so sarah asked deborah about it and deborah says like she like kind of confirms like he's gone yeah at one point because things cannot be more fucked up Deborah like throws up a ton of like black dirt and or the earthworms. That is disgusting. I hate my that. biggest fear. I hope I never throw up dirt and earthworms. Like, I do not. I throw hate up. throwing Ugh. up. But she throws up <laughs> earthworms. <laughs> the worst thing in earthworms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she throws that shit up and they're like, all right, time to go back to the fucking hospital because you're disgusting. We don't know what to do with you. You're kind of scary and your forehead's getting bigger every scene. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! So they take her to the hospital. It do be getting bigger every fucking scene. Every you were scene so right about that. Bigger and bigger. I I feel like they were shaving her head a well, little bit more. That, that poor actress. They're like, you know, every week you gotta take another half inch. You gotta do a little millimeter, baby. You gotta look crazier and crazier every fucking week. week. Oh. oh. So at this point, the doctors are like, oh yeah, classic case of multi-personality <laughs> disorder. <laughs> No, Emily did not just change her page to a blank page. I'm out of notes, baby. We're all we're we're all by memory now. (laughs) One thing that I have not mentioned yet is that Deborah has a friend named they call him Harris. Yes, who's like seems to be a neighbor and a close friend who like comes to check on her a lot. Really loves her. Yeah, besties. Besties um, for the resties, baby. Yeah, exactly. Besties five ever. <laughs> um, but he comes to check on her a lot, and he has been saying at a certain point he like does not like the filming. Yeah, he's not a fan. He's like, send him home. It's embarrassing. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He's very not into it. Okay, so the like kind of the Sarah and the filmmakers are a little bit sketched out of him like trying to stop the filming at this point. So they know like 
something is connected to this murderer who never got caught. We've got this guy that I guess we don't know that much about his background yeah. that is like trying to get the filming to stop, which is unusual. That put a red flag up. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's you. Yeah. So, and they thought the exact same thing. They're like, this guy is the fucking killer and um, like, watch out for him. Exactly. So, it's nighttime. They're at the house. All of a sudden, they hear, boom. And it is, um, like, gunshots, like, really close to them. Mm-hmm. I This part was really weird to me because they call the police, and the, like, sheriff and the other police show up, and it's Harris who's, like, shooting. What? A gun, like, on the property, like, He's it's like, I'm just target shooting. Yeah, I don't and it's know what nighttime. Yeah. Like, have you been drinking? He's like, I had a couple of beers, and he's drinking something out of a paper bag. And it's very strange. I don't get why they didn't haul him off forever. For that, this. Yeah, and that was very weird because, like, it really doesn't feel like it plays any part. No, it has no part in the movie other than that he's steering, a Yeah, steering the the viewers into thinking he he's might the, be the He might the be guy. Dr. DeHardy. Yeah. Um, other things, like, just kind of, like, not that important, but kind of important. Uh, not really. The sheriff and Sarah, like, you get a vibe. There's a little, like, I don't know if they're girlfriends, but, like, there's definitely tension. Colton and I had, like, kind of a, not an argument, but, like, we were both back and forth. Like, I thought that they were seemingly together. They're, they have history, for, for sure. For sure. I don't know if they're handsy. together. But, but like, handsy. yeah, yeah. And even they kind of, like, if one of them sees the camera, they're like, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so after the fucking Harris debacle, they're like, you can press charges if you want. They elect not to, I think. Yeah. Um, But Gavin's kind of like, goodbye. No, I'm fucking done. I don't care how much it's cost. Gotta I don't go. care. This is too scary. So he leaves, and I would be him. Yeah. This is absolutely the time I would leave, if not before. Yeah, I I actually don't blame him at all. Like, no, I, I they gave him I know shit, but I was me. like, I'd be like, you guys can come if you want, but yeah. I'm leaving. Like, yeah. this is too scary, and I yeah. I like that about him. When sorry, I'm going off. When was the part where she spits fucking venom on their faces? Uh, I think that's a little bit later. Yeah. Okay, so moving down, this is like day seven. It's marked, and they're at the hospital. Deborah gets up. And wanders as she does. <laughs> However, this time is especially fucked up because she gets up and wanders. No one notices. But then we have a set of parents in the hospital mm. who start freaking out because their child has gone missing. <sighs> Goes right to the pediatric oncology unit. It Yes. And, like, this is a child, like, Trying to like battling battling cancer. cancer, Yeah, her name's Kara. Everybody is like looking. Everybody's looking. The neurologist, the filmmaker, Sarah, everyone, all the doctors are looking. Um, so they wander down to, of course, a creepy old ass place of the hospital. It's disgusting. It's dark as fuck, and I hate it. It's. 
it, it, it might just be me, but I feel like every light in every like in the hospitals, like every room should be lit. Me too. Regardless. I'm like, there should not be any place in a hospital is like not serviced by electricity. I w- I am happy to put my taxpayer money yeah. to lighting yeah. the whole entire. I'm like, hospital. do that to the military. I'm good with that. Right. Light the creepy wings of the hospital. I don't like to take a political stance often, but this is me doing it. <laughs> I'm like the taxes I'm paying this year. I hope that you give that to the <laughs> the creepy hospital. wings. The hospital. <laughs> um, okay, so her neurologist is actually like the first one to come upon them. Yeah. And she <clears throat> sees like Dr. Navir. Yeah, and she's so hot. She is so hot. She's so cool. I love her. Me too. But she comes upon Deborah like holding Kara's hand, and they're just like they're both just facing the wall. So creepy. It's like in a bathroom. It's so I don't yeah, I it's hate so it. creepy and gross. Um, so she's like kind of trying to talk her down and they like kind of like gently grab Kara and like are walking her away and they get like Deborah and like bring her back to her room and restrain her. And she is screaming like a banshee, like she's going insane. (laughs) Um, so we get a moment where we can see Sarah is approaching a priest Dare I say a pilf, um, <laughs> but she's approached him and like, you can tell like Louise is filming like from a distance, but um, he kind of gets like a little bit like Sarah's trying to be like, I want an exorcism. And he's like, oh, it's hard. We've seen it in every horror movie. Mm-hmm. They're not easy to get, which I think they shouldn't be. I right. think it's good, but also uh, he's skeptical. Um, okay. Going on to be a little bit of an investigator, Mia, Louise, and Sarah, they meet with an anthropology professor Mm -hmm. um, to kind of educate them about maybe some of the, like, less scientific explanations of, not to say anthropology is not science, because it is. Yeah. But, like, he studies cultures all around the world. They're trying to find, like, a little bit of the less, like, typical science answer to what's happening with Deborah. And he's like makes the statement that in like thousands of cultures across the world, people believe that a weakened mind is especially susceptible to like demonic forces. Mm. So like Alzheimer's patients, for example. Yeah. And he goes on to a little bit to talk about some of his studies, um, like around the world of, uh, uh, quote unquote possession like a witch doctor comes in and like has to burn the body of like the person possessing whatever yeah so i mean some of it like yeah it might seem a little bit crazy in the world like that they're living in but i don't know they like they wanted to know but you gotta you gotta know everything before you go into it exactly (laughs) meanwhile um there is a camera mounted to monitor uh deborah and her hotel bed and Harris comes in. He's hospital bed. Ne- yeah. Sorry. Did I say hotel? Yeah. Like, so- <laughs> She's at a fucking Lakita. Four seasons. Okay. So Harris like comes in to visit, but he like opens her restraints on her wrist. Um, he kind of leans over her and he whispers something about like, we don't have to do this. Uh-huh. It's creepy. And then he picks up a pillow off the chair and he goes to smother Deborah, 
But as he's doing it, like we're watching from the camera at the corner of the room mm-hmm. and th- it starts getting really shaky. And there's a TV, of course, like a classic oh hospital, like really wide TV in the corner of the room. Yeah, big box TV. It's shaking, shaking, shaking. And then all of a sudden it just fucking flies slams. off the wall and slams into Harris. Um, I love it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so funny. He is not dead though. Like he's definitely injured. He's also in the hospital now. <laughs> yes. And Sarah wants more info. So she runs in and she pretty much is like, that's my dad. Uh, I need to just like talk to him. They're like, we're prepping him for surgery. She's like, give me a second. It's my dad. Wink. Like, <laughs> it's not my dad. Up. Yeah. So she like goes over to him and she is trying to get more info. And she finds out in this brief exchange that she, Sarah, was Day Hardeen's fifth victim. He was planning on killing Sarah mm. to complete the ritual. And that her mom stabbed him with her spade. Mm. I think in the neck. I think so too. Um, and that Deborah and Harris were such pals, they buried him in Deborah's backyard, but I think he was still alive when they buried oh him. God. <laughs> yeah, like he was still a little bit alive. They bury him, whatever. Okay. It's like so. Voldemort with the whole cruxes. Like he already killed four people. All he needed was one more. Like he could come back. <laughs> For sure. No. Uh, <laughs> that night, they get back to the house, like Sarah and the film crew, and they are diggy, digging under the statue mm-hmm. that, like Harris says, that Day Hardeen's remains are under. Dig, dig, dig. Of course, it's at night. They are digging, not finding any bodies until Sarah hits something and finds the spade. Mm. But she realizes that, like, someone got there first to, like, move the remains. Like, was it her mom? I don't know. But someone got there to hide the remains. Um, So she pretty much is, like, under the impression that Day Hardeen is inhabiting the mom's body. Yes. Um, so they go in the house and they're looking around and in one portion of the house, they look up and they see that the ceiling looks a little bit wet. Ew. Like some moisture has seeped through and Sarah's like, it's not rained here in a long time. There's no reason that should be there. Um, so it's very close to the entrance to the attic. So of course we got to go up. Can I just say, I will never have an attic like that in my house no, ever. No, with a ladder that yeah. comes out of it, nope. it's too scary. I'll I want it to never. be too hard to get into. I attic. don't want an attic. I'd rather have yeah. a crawl space. Yeah. And that's saying something. Or some closets. Um. So they go up to the attic and they see this nasty old sack and it stinks. <laughs> and it has like they pull it up sarah kind of goes to open it it's kind of a long build up Mm -hmm. but pulls it open and it's got like i wrote like a body i think i honestly could not i paused it a few times and i could not get a good look at it you can't really tell but yeah it definitely is like i feel like they opened it on his face i know i feel like it's a really really decayed like skull yeah like black like literally yes like decaying dying skeleton So gross. so gross. Think of a cavity all over your body. Yeah. Ew. But they take this disgusting 
nasty ass, crusty ass, tanky ass sack. <laughs> and they bring it to the living room. And um, per like the story from the anthropologist, they're like, you gotta burn this. Mm-hmm. And that'll help like mom get free, Deborah. Yeah. Okay. So they like start the fire in the house, but like in the sack, like a bunch of black snakes jump out, and oh my fuck, I fucking <laughs> shit my scare, scare farted, farted. scare shit in my pants. Oh my god, it was that so is scary. so scary. I hate I that. I did not like that. I don't like the snakes, baby. I did not like the snakes. I don't like the snakes. Uh, I was so scared. Okay, so the like fire, like they've started this fire in the fire hose, and like out, like kind of explodes a little bit. Um, like almost implodes, like turns off. Yeah, it was scary. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Sarah at this point learns that Deborah has broke out, and she like goes back to the hospital to get her, and she brings the remains with her. She's like, I don't know where the night's gonna end up, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to burn these. You never know. I respect gonna... that. Like, it's nice to be prepared. I do like that. Um, Did you say that Deborah broke out? Yeah. Okay. This is like so gross, but she like breaks out of her restraints by like peeling her skin off. Yes. Yes. That is so disgusting. I almost died. It's disgusting. Um so yeah, but there's footage of it. Like she is like laying in the hospital bed and just like pulls her hands out, very much shedding. Like skin. molting her skin. Yeah, like a reptile. Yes. Um but after all that fucked up shit, we once again see the distressed, just sorry, mm. we once again see the distressed parents missing their child again. Again, Kara. what a fucking so, like, crazy! Can someone night. watch her, please. Like literally, any security would be great. Thank you. So there's like security footage next, and it shows Deborah like with the girl like walking out almost the front door of the hospital, a, sec- a security guard tries to stop them. And she like, <laughs> like attacks his face. Doesn't she like bite his neck yeah, off? Like, yeah. Ew. Yeah. So it looks like, like at this point, we can kind of gather what's happening. We're like, this little girl is going to be the fifth sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and it has to happen in whatever case. Like when they were learning about the rituals earlier that Day Hardeen had been practicing, like they talked about it happening in this cave. Okay, so Mia, Louise, Sarah, and the cops, like the sheriff and some of her other police people, um, they head up this, like, I'm gonna say mountain, but also we it, live in yeah. Colorado, it's not a mountain. Uh, they hill. head out to the woods, to the hills. Uh, yeah, the hills. And um, they're trying to get, like, obviously get care back they like drive up like this crazy path Mm -hmm. they find deborah walking with kara and kara appears to be like in a trance because she is just like staring off like talking about like the nice man is going to take care of me and she's like repeating it i hated that yeah it's so scary when little kids repeat the same thing it's so gross i did not like it and look at a wall i don't like that like they see the two of them and the police try to separate Kara and Deborah and they're like reaching to put Deborah in handcuffs and she kind of like attacks one of the police officers and like I can't even fully say what happened there but like she like I feel like she like spits venom on him or something like she like like something like 
does something yes. to his face. Yeah, there was something weird there. I don't, I, I don't either. I yeah, don't it was like it's very snake-like. It's very fast, where you almost can't even see what's happening. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, she attacks one of the officers, and he goes down, and they, he needs someone to take him down the mountain. And Louise is is volunteer volunteers his tribute, voluntold to do it. Um, <laughs> but he leaves his camera and takes this guy down the mountain. Um. Okay, so now Mia has the camera. Um, they're going through the woods. You've got pretty much like Sarah, uh, Mia, and then the sheriff. Mm -hmm. um, and they come up upon this little house. And um, I believe at some point, like whoever's holding the camera might switch to Sarah and Mia. Like it kind of goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. But they're going through this little house. It's scary. They hear screams. At one point, Sarah comes up on her girlfriend, the sheriff, mm -hmm. dead. In a similar Ugh. way as the other officer, like, the face just looks fucked. Yeah. Um, so they hear Kara scream. And Sarah is so brave. So oh fucking brave. Oh, my God. So brave. I want to be, like, in a haunted house with her. Oh, my gosh. She was, like... In any situation, I want Sarah there. Me, too. Um, so she goes, like... Like, they're venturing into the house trying to find, like, the source of the scream. Mm -hmm. And there's a portion of the house, like, it almost goes, like, into the foundation. Like, you can tell it's getting into some cave shit. Yeah. And she's got the camera, and she's, like, encouraging Mia. She's like, I need your help. Like, you need to be brave. Mm -hmm. You need to calm down. Mia's freaking out. They're kind of going into this, like, crawl space section of the house mm -hmm. that is, like, cave-like. Like, it's earth around it. It's not, like, walls. Stony. Yeah. Yeah. And there's snakes everywhere. I hate that I shit. I hate that shit. You think I would ever never. in my life? Never. Because they have to like crawl through a little passageway and there's snakes like lining it and they look like black mambas. Yeah, they're like, they're scary. Like super ven venomous. And I'm like, yeah, no, nope. It's so scary. Would never touch. But they're going down, down, down. Sarah kind of like comes up with this plan in her head where she's like, I'll attack Debra. Uh, Mia, I need you to grab Kara, like, mm -hmm. oh, and then like once everyone's like calmed down, or not calmed down, but like he's, she's like, once we have like the mom like handled and the girl's safe, we'll burn the remains because they've got this bag with them the whole time. Yeah, um, get that bag, and <laughs> so <laughs> they find Deborah. Sarah is sneaking up on her. They got like the night camera vision on, so she can't see. And, like goes to like stab her in the neck. But she turns around and is like demonic as fuck. Deborah is fucking scary, like <gasps> growling, screaming, dark eyes. Um, Sarah like has brought a gun with her, so like we see she has that at this point. So they're chasing her further and further into the cave. They come upon her, and we see that Deborah is like. <laughs> anaconda trying to swallow Kara. It's the most creepy fucking imagery where it's this old lady with her jaw like scary like Pennywise unhinged and Kara's standing with her little bald head up and Deborah is like gobbling, gobbling, swallowing. I have never been so shocked. Never been so shocked in my life. She's like, and it's not like her whole head's in her mouth, but at least like the back of her head, like way too much a person yeah. should ever be able like, to do. To the eyebrows and 
But luckily, it's like uh, Mia and Sarah get there in time. So they like kind of wrestle her down. Kara's still alive, amazingly. Well, Sarah shoots her. Sarah shoots who? The mom. Deborah. Mm hmm. Okay, yeah. So she like shoots at her and she like, like, and that gets back. her to stop. Yeah, stops. And they like eating. grab Kara. Yeah. Pull her to the side, and then they're like, fuck, we're burning these remains. Yeah. So they burn that shit up. Once burned, Deborah appears different. I don't yeah. know if I'd say better, but like different. Like she's like crying, like mm-hmm. not, empathetic. A yeah, little bit. not swallowing a child hole. <laughs> That's good. Um, and then like the scene sets. I'm kidding. But, like, <laughs> then we have like a solid like news story. Yeah. Um. So we see all sorts of things about um, Deborah not being uh ruled fit to stand trial for the sheriff's death. Yeah. Um, Which you can assume because she has Alzheimer's. And you get a flash of her and she does look worse than ever. So mm-hmm. like rapidly decaying. Um, like her health has declined fast, fast, yeah. fast. Um, and then on the other hand, like there's this other part of the story is like the miraculous um, story of Kara where her cancer is just gone, gone, yeah. gone, gone. She's turning 10. Yeah. So it's like her birthday. There's a lot of like celebration stories about her. Um, one of them, uh, a reporter goes to interview her and is like, Kara, what's next? She's like, I don't know. Like, Oh, you don't know. Well, uh, what are, what are your, do you have any plans? And she's like, yeah, I have a plan, but it's a secret. And then you like, she looks into the camera and she's creepy as fuck. Yeah, she like turns it, like looks straight on, smiles demonically. Uh, That's it, right? Yes. That's it. That's the movie. This movie is so this scary. Is scary. I don't say that too often, but like this one scared me. It scared me too. I had to watch it over two nights. Like the first night, just old ladies started it too late. But I, like, okay, so I started it, watched half, paused it, went to bed. I ruined it. No. Lobster, like, woke me up twice that night to go to the bathroom. And he doesn't (laughs) usually do that, but whatever. But he woke me up twice. And each time I was, like, I was just picturing, like, Deborah, like, like uh. scuttling by in the dark of my room. I was like, she's in. I know she's in here. I know she's in here. Do that sound again. <laughs> so accurate, too. Yeah, that's haunting. Was, I was like legit scared, and that does not happen to me much. I will get into my thoughts because you did so much yes. talking. Yeah. Give me a let break. me I will <laughs> let your vocal cords have a quick little yeah. break. Thank you. Um, I just really liked the idea of like the progression or like just even the connection from like Alzheimer's to possession to there's a little bit of a blurred line there. Yeah. I liked that a lot mm-hmm. because I was like, Oh yeah, that that's scary. Mm-hmm. Like the Alzheimer's, like her acting weird and then possession and then being like, Oh, there's actually a whole different level to this. Yeah. I thought that was very intriguing. Um, I also want to note that, like, at the end, Sarah, when she shoots at her mom's gobbling, swallowing that little Mm -hmm. Kara, her mom doesn't have a a bullet wound, but Kara does. 
like she has like a wound on her head. And I don't know if that's confirmed. I saw this on yeah. multiple sources, but like um Deborah doesn't have any wound after the shot, and then Kara has a head wound. Huh. So I'm wondering if maybe that helped DeHardine possess her, Kara. I read that that was a a little conspiracy. And then um I really liked I liked all the characters in this movie. I thought they were all like believable because I feel like that was like the most believable like documentary like mm, drama. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Sarah was really good at playing like cuz she kept like looking at the camera and being like, "Hey." Like yeah. Joking around yeah. and like that's probably how I know. I, I liked her a lot. I loved her. So Mia survived, right? Yeah. I get the vibe that they all survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like they never say what happened to her. Yeah, that's weird. Which like, like I, I'm guessing something so fucked up. The trauma. So yeah. Ugh. Um, and they like t- like I think a lot of them made smart decisions which we never see in a horror movie because uh-huh. i feel like they're they like make the, the worst decisions ever like i don't know like i thought like when gavin peaced that I was, was like what I was yes but i would have peaced so long before like sarah was fully wrapped in yeah yeah i think i would have like after like the second crazy mom outbreak, I would mm-hmm. be like, actually, the documentary I think is going in a different direction. <laughs> like, thank you for your participation. <laughs> I'm just gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, but I think when shit hits the fan, like, cause they stuck around for too long. Mm-hmm. Like Gavin obviously made the right move. Mm-hmm. I would have been Gavin for sure. Me too. But they also were like not the stupid type of character that we typically see in a horror movie where they're like, let's, let's go to this. Ha-. Well, like, okay, no, I can't even say that because they did go into a they haunted did. cave. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I just like Garrett or Gavin. Sorry, Garrett. I think that Jill Larson, who played Deborah Logan, smashed the shit mm-hmm. into the ground. Like yeah. Hulk smash. Me too. <laughs> she was so scary so believable so scary and so good so creepy and just like went full send on like acting this part like i will fucking take my clothes off and mad (laughs) operate a switchboard in the dark and like even as like an old lady i'm like she did have a nice like a good body for the lady yeah she looked great yeah me too so Good on you. And she's so cute in the beginning. She's, she's so cute. And it's I like to see her progression because it's like in the daytimes, typically she is prim proper, mm-hmm. like well put together and like very oldie timey, like yeah. polite. Yep. And then when she transforms into like sundowning, mm-hmm. she or like possession. She's so creepy. She's so like the complete opposite. The scuttling around the house. I, I loved this movie so Me much. Me too. I was surprised by how scared I actually was of it. I because knew it I, was going to be scary. A lot, of, like, because we had people tell us about, like, how scared they were of this. Like, Colton was 
not horrified. Yay. He was like, that, I can't believe how scary that movie was. And he's typically not like that at all. I thought it was a lot. I thought it was really, really good as far as like found footage, really, really good as far as demonic. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is like, I was not expecting as deep of a storyline with like the fact that like, oh, we got this ritualistic killing and we need the fifth. Like, I'm like, that would be the one thing that like borderlines it into cheese a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost think just Deborah, like the thought of her getting possessed, like the thought of like her weakened mind being susceptible to possession. exactly. It's like scarier than like once there was a serial killer who had Lou <laughs> Gehrig's and now he needed to sacrifice five girls in a cave. Like that made it eh. Yeah. I thought the rest of it, I think, is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I totally agree with that. Like, I think that it was a little more plot than I was like expecting. I don't know if in a great way. Yeah. They could have definitely simplified it and just been like, like you said, just having a weakened mind mm-hmm. being more like right prone to possession because it's weakened. Right. Yeah. I agree with that, but it's very good. What else do you think? Um, Great actors. Yeah. I love them all. Uh, I like it was found footage, but it was a little bit more in depth than like, say, a Blair Witch or a paranormal activity that's like all like one or two style of camera. You've got people with decent cameras. You've got um, a little bit of like their homemade documentary, like having the science element, like Mm -hmm. the um, interviews I liked. Yeah. Um, And then the mix of that with like security footage. And mm-hmm. everything, I felt like added like a little more flavor where it's not just like one camera's view of a story. It was like a child is missing and then security footage of her attacking a security guard and walking out the front door with a kid. Yeah. It was creepy. Yeah. Like they fill in the gaps with like security pictures, like footage. Yeah. I like, like that. I love that. I thought it was super intriguing. Like I, I really did like it. And I like the snake aspect. I was just going to say that the metaphor of like the snake in the garden, mm-hmm. it's very biblical, but I liked it. I loved it. It yeah. was so good. I heard this. I think it was our friends over at the Brown Brothers Haunting Hour talked about this a little bit, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting because we love a demon movie. We do. And this one obviously has a devil aspect in a very like a very biblical way in that we're talking about like the snake in the garden mm-hmm. day hardine every time i say it i'm like oh okay i'm hearing it mm-hmm. of the garden mm-hmm. day hardine mm-hmm. um and say it in french again des jardins oh so sexy <laughs> but they were talking about something where like if you believe in like demonic possession it, ha- it implies a belief in like god and all the other things which is yeah. like oh you gotta make a big leap for all of that mm-hmm. so I don't know if that like takes away how scary a demonic possession movie actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one does have a strong biblical undertone, as I said. For sure. So does that make it scarier? Does it make it less scary? I don't know. That's hard to say. I think that if someone had like Lou Gehrig's disease, they'd turn to anything they possibly could to try to keep their life going on like when they're desperate like that so they're gonna turn to like dark magic almost or like yeah you know like yeah 
yeah things like that so i thought that was i don't like know i can't imagine imagine ever wanting to be alive so bad that i would kill <laughs> another person to do it no God also no. i can't imagine like wanting to be alive so bad if they were if like if satan was like you have to kill five house plants to stay alive i'd probably be like eh. i would do more than i'm actually doing right now i'm like no, i am no, no, currently no, no. killing like, five right now but no i'd be like alive. i don't know that seems like a lot i don't know if i'm worth it i don't know what do i have to really contribute at this point <laughs> yeah, like he's i'll like, just die um, that's hard to say for anyone else but like it is interesting us. like okay <laughs> So you think murdering five children is like worth your life, your life, your life. Okay. You seem disgusting. Yeah. If your, your name is spelled like Henry and you're going by Henri. Ah, uh, goodbye. No, I cannot with you. No, I cannot no, no. with you. You pretentious son of a bitch. Um, it, it totally is like a super heavy, like snake in the garden reference totally or metaphor totally yeah yeah and they laid in all those little snaky snakes and she's shedding her skin mm-hmm. and she's swallowing carrot well that's yeah yeah ew i don't like that but it's like shedding your skin is like re- rebirth like becoming this person like Henri. Mm-hmm. and yeah um, i thought that was like really interesting if you like think really like deep that. into it yeah. which i typically don't but i did read a reddit forum so that's how i know that no i like that um what else do you have any other thoughts do you have any likes dislikes um well i think i kind of covered it like i my dislike is a little bit into like the ritualistic like "Eh, that's how fucked up can we get Mm -hmm. like a little more plot than i think was necessary i just thought like if you did a simple story about like is it alzheimer's is it possession like i thought that would be cool enough by itself i didn't hate like the like ritual story tied in i didn't hate it i just like it was more than i was expecting Mm -hmm. and like a little bit more than they needed but yeah it it was well done Mm -hmm. um i think my only dislike is the pronunciation after my after ashley said that i was like i'm too fancy for this no not me i'm like Ashley brought this up to me and I was like, okay, yeah, well, that, that makes Jardin, sense. He done got you. I'm like, why aren't we saying it? Henry de Jardins. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's French. No. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, Did you have a biggest scare? Yeah. I had a couple. Or, I think, well, I don't know, it was scary. I had a couple too. I think my first biggest scare would be um, – her popping up at the window. Mm-hmm. And then my second is her slamming the freaking cords in or whatever. Yeah. And then my third is obviously the snake. What about you? The snake was my number one. That's my number one. I too. jumped so hard at the snake. That's just scary. And the sounds like of her swallowing. I don't like a snake like having any sort of projectile energy at all. The black snakes, I think they're gorgeous. So aesthetic. But you know they're so poisonous. They're so poisonous. They're crawling all the way. I hated it so much. I hated it so much. Oh, my God. I hated it. I found a really cool mirror online today. And it's actually kind of embarrassing because it's, um, it's like Harry Potter Fantastical Beast or something flavored. <laughs> okay. But it's a mirror. And it's like 
two snakes like like wrapping their bodies like around oh. each other as the frame. Oh, I and like then that. their heads are both at the top. And I'm like not into the Harry Potter fantastical beast. Mm-hmm. The aesthetic. I'm like, I just didn't see it. I'm just not going to see it. <laughs> but two snakes framing a mirror, I was like, like describe my want- face. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say Kyle, you know what I'm you guys saying. Know, yeah. <laughs> I uh, really, really liked yeah. it. Yeah. So I that know. was your biggest scare, like the snake. I have a quick question for you. Okay, really me. quick, really quick, really okay. quick. Okay, good because I don't have a lot of time. I know <laughs> that you're in a you're. I'm in a rush. Ready? Yeah, you have an appointment later. Uh-huh. Um, I just want to know something really fast. Okay, I want to know what you would rather marry, fuck, and kill. Okay, you have three options. Okay. You have to choose when you marry, you fuck, or you kill. Okay, listen, this is called having four addicts edition. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So, option one, finding your naked old mom in one of said addicts. Hate it. Okay. Number two, your creepy old mom finding you in one of said addicts. Okay. Or number three, finding the remains of the possessor of your mom in one of said addicts. Okay. So, your mom finding you, you finding your mom naked, or finding remains in one of your addicts. I would kill finding my mom naked. Yeah, I would. <laughs> no too. offense, it's, but no, thank you. It's just scary. Yeah, um, I would. I guess fuck like being found by your mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would marry uh, the remains. Yeah, the remains, because I feel like if I marry it, I can get rid of it. Mm. (laughs) Warning to my future husbands. Can I ask you something very similar? Sure. It's not quite the same. Okay. Because you asked Mary Fuck Kill, and I'm about to ask Mary Fuck Kill. Oh, that's Okay, so I'm going to give you three options. Um, Number one, let's do peeling off the entire front of your neck skin. Oh, fuck. Gross. While you will heal, think about how long that's going to take. A long time. Um, option two, let's go for um, having, like, the entire top of your skull sucked on by a demon <laughs> baby. Might feel good. I don't know. I, I like those little massages for your I head. I do, too. So, like if it feels like that, then, I then I'm marrying it, baby. <laughs> Um, and then option three. All right, we got skin peel, a sucky yeah, suck. neck skin, neck skin, head suck. Um, option three: getting fucking hit hard by a hospital TV. You live, but like you <sighs> gotta get whacked by it. Oh no! I'm gonna kill the neck skin. That is too like, sensitive. Yeah. My neck Your is neck sensitive. Would be just, I'm like you. So what? I just have a jugular exposed. Exposed, exactly. Like yeah. that's scary. I'm gonna kill that. I think I'll fuck getting hit by a TV. Maybe <laughs> nice to have a nice little knockout. Yeah. Um, and I would marry the head suck. I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I like the I feeling could see of it. the. Like those I was watching massages. it happen, and I was like. That might feel nice. Yeah. Like, I, I really like those head massagers. Oh, I love those. I haven't done they one tickle in a so, They tickle so fucking I remember bad. I had one once where I used it too much 
to the point where I like couldn't feel it anymore. Oh no. I abused the You drug. abused it. <laughs> but I haven't used it in like 10 years. I've been clean for like 10 years. So That's I'm amazing. like ready to dive back Good in. Good on you. Good on yeah. you for being so clean. I've been clean. And sometimes when I see it, I use it recreationally. Mm-hmm. Did how bad did this ruin your life? It ruined my life actually pretty bad. Yeah. I was legit scared mm-hmm. the night watching it. Like you I thought, a naked old lady was, was going to run across. across. Yeah. Um. So I would probably give it like for ruin my life. Eight out of ten. Because I very rare. Yeah, I don't very. I don't think about things at night that much. Almost ever. You never do. This that. one got me. This one made me think about it. You were scared that a naked old lady was going to cross your me, swallow me and suck on your head. across in a nightgown suck your skull i thought she was gonna suck my skull I was so suck scared. your soul out of your skull yeah and that's her motto um you said same thing yeah eight out of ten for okay. me what about overall your overall flick? overall flick honestly and i rarely do this where it gets a lower than my ruin my life but mm-hmm. i think for the overall flick i'd probably give it like a six or six and a half Okay, yeah, six six and a half out of ten. I liked it, but like, yeah, that's fair. There I, were some things, as I mentioned earlier, that I was like, uh, I don't know if it went too far. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I would give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, okay. I, I liked it. Pretty I think similar. this movie I mean, is yeah, not really to say really I good. Didn't like it. No, 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 not at all. It's definitely watch it. It's a it's a definite must if you want to be scared. Yeah, it's one of those movies very similar to like a paranormal activity where it's like when yeah. night falls, you're like. No, oh, I hate this. But then it's daytime, and you're like get a little relief, and then like night again, you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, yeah. like lifts, like the lift up to like, oh, okay, we're good, and then a big drop at the night is like, always that. gets me, so always good. gets me every but time, every time. time. But yeah, okay, I think that we're, um, I think we did it in the end. I yeah. think we did that. So, so next week. Mm-hmm. Um, since I am moving, Emily is moving into this beautiful new house. It's this right week. down the street from the house I live in now, but new house and gorgeous. It's very nice. I'm so excited, but Devin and I are getting a little pod loft in there. So we're pod so loft. excited. So we decided we are going to do a new house, new real estate themed episode new house new us yeah we're gonna be such better podcasters there you're in for a real treat um so we decided we're gonna go on uh moving into a new house theme Mm -hmm. and we're gonna watch amityville horror Horror. but we want to watch um to the we want to watch 1979 and 2005's version and we're going to compare them like we've done in the past yep. with different movies. And then we will come back here and talk about them with you. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. But yeah. It's going to be, so be cute. Yeah. And we'll record it in the, in the pod In loft. the new pod loft. Yeah. We w- might be sitting on the ground. Who Probably. It's so cute. It'll Our be, first yeah. ever one. Like, we have to do it. Come on. We have to. It'll be so cute. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, yes, we Me have a lot too. of homework to do, and so do you. You have to watch two movies this week. Mm-hmm. And then come back, back here. And we'll talk about them with you. Yeah. <laughs> 
you don't already, go ahead and follow us on our social medias. Mm -hmm. We have Twitter. We have TikTok. We have Instagram. Um, and you can follow us and find us with our handle, FangirlsPod, at F-A-N-G-G-I-R-L-S-P-O-D. Yes. I would also um, ask you to leave us a five-star rating and a kind review mm -hmm. on Apple Podcasts yeah. if you have an Apple device. And I will say this. Oh. Um, something interesting. Tell me. Um, something interesting I did see on Craigslist <laughs> as I am moving and I'm selling some old furniture and I'm scrolling through the post and I see a Craigslist, a Craigslist advertisement and because like, all right, I'm a poor bitch. I'll admit to it. So I'm looking at the gig section and I see a listing and it says this, it says, dearest reader. That's very nice. Would you like, to make a little bit of money and I'm looking at it and I'm saying, of course, I would like to make a little bit of money. Email. Yes. Yeah. And it said something like, please help me look after uh -huh. my grandma. Okay. She's a sweet, sweet old lady. She, um, she's very kind. She's a gentle soul. Unless it's nighttime. Sometimes she has a bit of a violent outburst, but like I will compensate you. I will make it worthwhile. <laughs> the only thing I will say is sometimes when you're watching her in the middle of the night, she has an outburst. Mm -hmm. She looks you in the eye. And she outbursts. She unhinges. <laughs> she outbursts. She unhinges her jaw. And she says, if you don't leave the Fangirls <laughs> podcast a five-star rating and a kind review. I will gobble you, swallow you, take I, you as mine. I will suckle on your skull. I will scalp. suckle on your skull. Um, but, like, if you do that, then I'll just be a sweet little old lady. And then, like, the of course, the lister goes back to, like, and anyways, um, she's watching on Thursdays and Tuesdays, um, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if an old lady is threatening that, it's something that we should all take yeah. heed of. This gig sounds I don't, awesome. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say for sure, but, like, it couldn't hurt. Like, we might as well leave us a five-star rating and review um, just to kind of help ease this lady's, like, clearly, like, some tension. Yeah, she seems a little She bit could mad. use all the help she could get. So, I don't know. Try it. I'm happy no to No reason help. not. I'll try it. I'll try it. I want her to have a happy, healthy life. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm yeah. open to it. Yeah. I might give it a try. And it might, if you guys do that, it might help offset our our first ever oh one-star review. Oh, my God. We were so review. excited. We got a one-star review this week. We were so excited. We were <sighs> like, oh, my God. We're finally getting the haters. That's how you know you made it big. <laughs> like, I can't wait. <laughs> You, I felt so blessed having all five star ratings. And you, you one star, you little sweetheart. Thanks, babes. Seriously, we needed that because it was getting to be like, uh, it was getting to our head. Yeah. We couldn't even fit through doors. I know. I'd we love to have you here. I'm so excited. I will hunt you down and I will <laughs> kiss you on the lips. Yeah. <laughs> After I get vaccinated, you better watch out because I'm going <laughs> to smooch you so hard. <laughs> But yeah, thank you. But don't ever fucking do that again. I swear to fucking God, if anyone else gives us a second one star. I'm like, review, if you're gonna if you're gonna I will do smack it, your I ass. will say this, like they just left the rating, which I'm like, eh. 
if you're gonna do it, leave us at least a mean review too, and like do something funny. Do you have any last words? No, I don't think I do either. Um. Well, anyways, I guess I would just say, scare fart your asses off. And from the horrors of horror themselves. Good, good night. night. Snakeys. <laughs>